gotta get the hell out of here. You wanna join? You win, you walk out of here alive. Lose, it's your judgment day. Show them. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Panels on Pages. My name is Dollywood, and today I am joined by three gentlemen that I affectionately call the Minor Boys. Uh, I have been a fan since, like, the get. Like, even longer than I realized, because the story goes back even further back than me knowing about the comic book. I bought art from these guys at a show last minute i had like four bucks in pocket and they were like we got prints two bucks a piece i bought two prints and then years <laughs> later i was like man i wish i could find those guys and i saw the print on the banner and i was like holy shit it's the guys <laughs> so here we are i'm joined by uh jake matt and kevin minor how are you guys doing today doing good man it's it's, it's a good history isn't it it's a great history like i i it's it's just been a pleasure knowing you guys and seeing you guys go through all this like the story is fantastic we're just gonna get right into it we, what, what, what everyone just saw i'm gonna preamble this with a little clip of the trailer what everyone just saw is a trailer of the upcoming dead man's hand film based on your guys book no rest for the wicked i always forget the name for some reason i always remember the story i remember the moment like the great <laughs> fucking moments like the moments in this fucking story and then i always like what the fuck's the name of the book <laughs> so <laughs> i've got it right here i've got my entire entire collection i've got every version you could get <laughs> oh wow you know, yeah i've got i've got all the singles i've got i've got the like small press yeah, you know with I'm, the white yeah. border there and then I've got, of course, the trade, the original trade from SourcePoint Press. New trade is out and available right now for everybody. So if, if you don't have it yet, you absolutely should get it. Links, of course, where they need to be. Uh, let's let's just go back to the beginning for you guys. Let's get a quick 30-second origin for how did you get into comics? One of you guys is the, the culprit of being the oldest and having brought them in for the first time. How did that all happen? It's it's the space Start over the small beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm the oldest. Um, we uh, we always loved uh, cartoons and comic books growing up, and so uh, I always made sure that they were around. <laughs> and Jake and I, um, we uh, we made we made a deal early on where i was using all my lawn mowing money to buy everything i could buy from marvel and he was going to help me out and buy whatever dc was offering because i couldn't really afford to get everything anymore once uh, comic books went over here at 30 cents yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um in college um actually i was part of uh the the, the vanguard of digital coloring in detroit mm. and uh we actually um we had a deal with our publisher, Axis Comics, out of Detroit, started by uh, uh, Larry Stroman and Todd Johnson, that um, they were going to publish a book that that we wrote and Jake drew, um, and I was I was inking, um, and then our studio was going to color it, but um, things did not work out for uh, Axis Comics, and then therefore us. But we still did some stuff for a couple of years. Um, I, I continued to color comics for a couple of years. 
uh, worked on um, a couple different publishers' books, and then uh, also some different uh, card sets for tops and upper deck um, as a colorist. And then um, I dropped out of it for a little while because I didn't want to move to San Diego or New York, and I was I was doing a lot of graphic design, and so I uh, I pursued that for a while, but then um, and I think well, 2000. Yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. I was just jumping, but I think for us. It's, you know, it's something that we've embraced and loved since we were kids. We were always drawing as kids and at every level from college through our professional career, we were involved in some way. We were always doing something. We all have nine to fives. It was always kind of the side hustle. We'd go to comic cons, you know, as fans, but also, you know, we'd have some work and, you know, we'd kind of get to know people and mix and mingle and, you know, uh, hey, would you look at my portfolio would you take a look at this and and matt was working with some people that were professionals at that point you know so we kind of started to network and, and and get involved in that community and become a part of that community and that just kind of grew from i think the point we were in college to my god 30 years later you know like here we are doing this stuff and it's like i think um it's just stuff we've always loved it you know we're kids at heart you know and and to have something we did become this is it's living the dream in so many respects. So I think, you know, my 11 year old self is thrilled with my 49 year old self at this point, you know, it's just like, <laughs> which, which you always dream of, you know, I bet, man, I bet. It's been great to just be on the periphery out here as a fan watching you guys just get, get through all the stages here. So uh, for those who are uninitiated, for those who don't know, uh, Kevin, why don't you give us a pitch of the story of No Rest for the Wicked? What is what is the sales pitch? Uh, essentially, it follows Reno. He's a gambling gunslinger, and uh, he gets in over his head with some uh, disreputable types in the Old West, you know, uh, doing that ga gambling gunslinger life. And he finds himself uh, at the mercy of uh, a town boss named uh, Clarence Bishop after a card game gone wrong, uh, gets revenge on Reno, leaves him for dead. Reno is uh, saved by a local uh, Native American tribe, and they end up imbuing him with the power of a Native American spirit, a Manitou. And uh, in doing so, um, they kind of turn him into uh, kind of a weapon against Bishop because they have a problem with him too. But the, the thing is, is Reno learns how to use the Manitou and these powers. Uh, he finds that every time he does it, kind of comes at a cost and takes a little piece of him as he does it. And so he has to square that in his revenge quest. Fantastic. That's, I think that's, Fantastic. More than that's, that's, that's great. No, no, that's a great pitch. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you got you just got to bring him in. It's just got to bring him in. And I love that. Um, if, if, at the con table, will be like, get this. It looks cool. It's good. It's <laughs> and it yeah, does. It, lo it looks genuinely <laughs> great. Jake, I believe you did all the uh, the, the pencils on this. Yep. Uh, outstanding work. I've been a fan, you know, for a long time. It's, it's, it's something where I remember talking to you a few years back and I don't know, I don't want to, you know, you've got other things going on. You've got a movie out, you know, but I know you were at one point trying to get into Marvel and things like that. Like with having, like having your own book, is that just to, to kind of give it up for, for the indie community? Is that something that's like, Hey, you've got this finished piece of work. Is that a bargaining chip when having those conversations with the major publishers, with publishers in general? Uh, uh, I think so. But I think, you know, once you, once you have something like this and, um, it's hard to walk it's hard to walk away from this for other things you know like, like this is kind of the dream and, and this is something that you have ownership of you know it's, it's like as much as you um like would love to draw these other characters for you know marvel dc these guys that you grew up just loving these characters and things i think um 
this is this is a different ball game you know um this is your property you're you have ownership of this this is you you are you are driving this so it's 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 different for me now i think you know you always grow up and aspire to work for the for the big guys but i think this is on our terms yeah to jake's point if somebody was like hey do you want to work on like batman i'm like cool i'm gonna walk over broken glass i don't care that sounds great you know <laughs> but it, it's it's when batman's made into a movie if like i had worked on batman that's cool that's really that's really neat but uh, batman's not mine right ba batman's not my baby and so as as amazing as it would be to do that which i mean in a heartbeat right it is it's very different when you know like when we were on set for example and something that had gone all the way back to concept with matt and then like we're flushing it out and then we kick it over to jake and jake we're like hey jake draw this and then we color it and then we make book and then all of a sudden we see jack kilmer like walking up and he's like got this, like me and jake like grabbed each other like dude dude like we're like like there's all this stuff going on and me and jake go dude Dude, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, we immediately came like ten years. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't articulate one syllable. Yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, just stuttering. Well, this thing we did, this happened. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I bet. No, I bet. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely wild to have something you drew, they wrote, and and see it come to life. I mean, that I don't even know how to articulate it. It was just we we just. Still can't articulate it. Uh, Kevin and I just looked at We just did it with a look. We just looked at it and like, we're like, what is going on? This is yeah. too surreal. It was very surreal uh, in like the best way possible. It was awesome. Well, at all stages, I bet, right? You, 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 when you first put it together and you had the first, you know, first pages done and you look at it, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Like it's, it's a done thing. And then when the yeah. first book is printed, you're holding it in your hands. It's like, this is a thing that just had, like this came out of here out to yeah. here this is crazy <laughs> and this so is I, this is kind of yeah this is kind of like the great story too like this had very humble beginnings this was like you know matt and i had dabbled in some stuff drawing and working with different people and uh some small publishers and stuff and and for a while we kind of got away from it because we were you know very invested in our nine to fives at that point in our lives and then kevin graduated college and, and, and kevin kind of sparked it he's like hey guys i'm, I'm kind of interested in doing some stuff and it's it's like kevin kind of got the band back together and when we started doing no rest it was just an exercise for us to work together to see like what we could do together and it started out we were just putting it online like just we'll just put it online and see if you know whatever it's just for us really and then um i don't know how it came about i don't know who made contact or what but you know we had the publisher source point press who saw it and said what are you guys doing with this and we're like well, i don't know what are we doing with it you know and we're like <laughs> and it's also we went from like being this kind of um thing just for us to see if we could work together and, and you know put something together to getting published to getting options to here we are with a movie. So, I mean, it's like, it's that great story that you always dream about as a kid. And right here we are. The, uh, the, the, the comic Twitter space is kind of uh, had a, a bit of an upset recently in, in, in various different shades, but a big factor has been a bunch of people kind of talking their like comic book horror stories. And like, this, you oh. know, this is what I did. And, you know, all this stuff and now i can't afford to xyz and like you guys said it is a labor of love 100%. and you guys have been doing nine to fives right you've been doing yeah. the whole thing and matt yeah. matt you said you have uh you, you had some graphic design work and you did some coloring work like mm -hmm. you know for hire kind of stuff how does it feel for you to have been kind of work for hire in industry and then now to have your project that came out of your head that you own like on the big screen next week guys <laughs> 
the the goal was always to uh, to have fun doing this, and I, I think that where this is going, we are going to have a lot of fun next week. Um, there's just there's uh, no two ways about it. Yeah, I, I think that the the experience of of doing all this work, the the friends that we have that are are strictly comic book artists, like like that is that that's that's a labor of love, hundred percent. I think that some of the choices that that we made, we we didn't we didn't love it as much because <laughs> we didn't want to suffer that bad, but uh, we still we still wanted to do stuff we, we, we still wanted some of the suffering um but we, we we picked it on different terms we tried to do good professional work still and, and we had enough experience that i think that we could do that and uh we just i think we, we made some reasonably good plans we we executed the books real well and um we found some good partners they believed in us made made, made some more contacts for the movies and uh, you know it just everything just kept coming together coming together but i i think that the the book itself um it, it really it looks good it looks unique it's a good story and i, I think that you know that that keeps carrying it absolutely absolutely i think i think some of the best like like i said before like there's a lot of great moments in this book stuff that you're gonna like think back on i mean that card game like there's a reason when we talked at c2e2 i was like <laughs> is that card game in it and when i just saw it in the trailer i was like yes like <laughs> that's such like because it's such an important obviously it's such an important story moment but it's such a cool moment like as it shows us who reno is it shows us the entire scenario and who everyone is in that in that situation so like i absolutely love like that scene the uh i, I don't want to give anything away but like the finale is so great that like i to this day i'm like can we can we get back to that? Can we like what's, what's what happens after that? So like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I obviously there's going to be changes in the movie. It's not you know it's not one to one. It can never be one to one. And right, right. Even when people try to do one to one, it's never as good because it's a different medium. You're going to do di things differently. It's never going to pan out the same way. So what would you say is something? We don't want to give anything away, but what's something <laughs> that was maybe changed? But you're glad it was changed. Is there a new character? Is there a new love interest? Or you know, is this is there something that we didn't see in the book that we're gonna see on screen that's gonna get people even more invested in this the, story? The answer is yes. All <laughs> <of it. laughs> well, I, I think to your point, um, you know, there are different mediums. So um definitely some things were altered to make it more uh, you know, more movie friendly, you know, like makes sure. sense for that, for that medium versus it you know like some things just don't translate you know um but yeah yeah yes is the answer right matt <laughs> I think the introduction of uh, three new characters uh, into the lexicon of, of the movie, um, you know, going forward, you know, I think that's going to be really big for the book. There's there's a prospector and a pair of gunfighters. <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. No. I, 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 have, I have a feeling yeah, I know where you're going with that. That's that's there a joke. Some, uh, we have a cameo. Yeah. 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 There will be reverse engineered uh, uh, characters that will be made canon in the books <laughs> well that that's that's my next question right you know i've been sitting on this trade for a few years when is <laughs> when is no rest volume two is that something that's already being worked on is that something that's like down the line it's we're in production on it we're, we're working on it right now so love to hear that love to hear that yeah yeah well, there, there will be more um there's 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 possibility um that there could be a race if if things go well and there's a sequel I mean, there could be a race before the, the like which comes out first. The book. Oh, or... let's 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 get through. Let's get through. Yeah, uh, simmer down. Simmer down. Let's add, but let, listen, listen. I, I'm just saying. Right. 
It's the franchise era. There's nothing wrong with thinking about sequels. It's the franchise era. You can't make, especially not a superhero movie. I mean, look at what happened with Valiant, right? They made Bloodshot. Granted, it came out at the worst possible time. You know, (laughs) oh, let's kick the let's kick off the pandemic with this movie that we need to make money in theaters. Uh, That that was a bad that that sucked. That sucked for them. Uh, But like you, aside from that, everybody's going franchise. Everybody's you know. Mario came out. What's the first thing out of everybody's mouth after everyone was like, it's a great movie? Franchise. When's the next one coming? Uh, it's, it's, it, it's all about pushing that IP. Um, I, I just came back from the Vegas licensing show for my nine to five, and it's all about pushing the IP. If you got the franchise, you're gonna you're just gonna drive it till yeah, that's why when when everyone you know, I'm a I'm a fast, fast and furious fan. Uh, everybody complains about it. You know, the, the people who don't watch it, even the people who watch it kind of complain about it. Like, oh, there's freaking, you know, 11 of them, 12 of them now. Now they're going to do another Narrow one. The, the finale is going to be three. And I was like, cool, give me 40. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, as far as the studio is concerned, they're going to milk that cow till she's dry. Good story. <laughs> like, that's, they're going to do it until everyone's like, you know, until there's like zero, zero dollars left in the theaters. They're like, yeah. oh, we we spent a hundred million dollars. We made two hundred bucks. Like that's when they stop making them. But like until then, because you know what they'll do once these guys are done, they're gonna re not reboot it even necessarily. They'll just be like another fast movie with like a new team. They'll go back to basics. It'll yeah. it'll cost them fifty million to make it. People will be like, oh, this is exactly what we wanted: street racing. And the people are gonna go spend a bunch of money on it. And we're just gonna do this again for another fifteen years. <laughs> Wasn't the first one about like like DVD VCR combo like so. <laughs> yes yeah, stealing, stealing DVDs stealing Blind. DVDs DVD yep. players out the back of trucks yep that's where that's where it started the like big set piece uh, uh special effect was a, a jump stunt with a car like the bare bones basic <laughs> like the most basic stunt you could do with a car that was the big set piece uh and then uh, I, and now they go to space so like <laughs> well, I, I said I, I said follow I said follow the Power Rangers story. After space, you got to go into a lost galaxy. Then you got to go time. Like, you got to go back I, in time. I, yeah, like it's, it, like, uh, <laughs> it's something about light speed. Like you guys just do all of it, do all of it, and then at the end, it, you need to end up in Transformers universe. together bring it all together because i'm sick of watching humans in transformer movies so i'm like what you do is you bring them for one crossover movie and then fast movies are just movies set in the transformer universe and transformer movies are just robot movies i just want to see giant (laughs) robots punch each other why is everyone why why do i need drama (laughs) why is it so hard (laughs) it's uh, I remember when the first movie came out, people were like, oh, it's it, they, they move too fast. Like, that wouldn't be physically possible. I'm like, it is a truck that turns into a 30-foot <laughs> yeah, Right, right, right. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Everything like, else is fine, though. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's, that was the one problem. Like, they move too fast. <laughs> Not yeah. the transforming space aliens. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, that, that's where your suspense of disbelief <laughs> It happens all the time. Every kind of movie. Some somebody's like, "Oh, I don't know about that." It happens in every genre too. Like I watched, uh, I forget what it was recently, but again, it was some sort of like tiny little nitpick, and I was like, "This is what you're mad about." Like this is a movie about space aliens, and you're mad about the oh the guns not firing the way it would. What do you what? <laughs> it's just like it's looking to be mad for a reason. So 
I think if a movie comes out and it doesn't have haters, it's probably not good. So what we're looking for <laughs> is like 20 to 30 haters a day for Dead Man's Hand. Right. We made it. We, we want we people to be complaining. People, yeah, like it. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's definitely going to be people who like it because as soon as you get haters, the 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 the, the people who liked it and people who loved it are going to be like, wait a minute, why are you saying that? It was a great movie. <laughs> That's that's like 33% of the internet right now. It's just people right. saying something bad about a property and somebody coming in being like, it was actually really great. <laughs> well, I, I sometimes feel like um, like complaining about something or trying to nitpick it, like it it leans towards somebody being like, see, I'm analytical and I'm smart and I, right. I, I pull it apart. And it's like, I mean, while there can be like, yeah, like you can have like critical judgments about anything. Sometimes like to your point, it feels like sometimes people are doing it just to do it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually, the last episode of the podcast, I did a no spoiler review of Across the Spider Verse. And I was like, I've got these like two little nitpick, complete nitpicks, like absolutely great movie, loved it, would watch it a hundred times. But these are like these two little dumb things that only matter to me. They shouldn't matter to anyone else. But it's just like, this is what bugged me about it. But it's like, but that's, that's what people don't do all the time is they don't, they don't say, oh, this is my thing. This is like it's this a is a problem. problem. Yeah, this is a problem for everyone. Everyone should be mad about this. It's like, no, it's it's really not that big a deal. You if, could if just... you're not mad, if you're not mad, you don't love it, right? <laughs> yeah, because people oh. that's 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 a big one for um Black Panther. Black Panther, I see a lot of that. Like, oh, you you don't really know T'Challa like that. You don't really know Black Panther like that. If you <laughs> like this movie, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, we we go way back. <laughs> yeah 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 i've had dinner at his house come on (laughs) and i know his auntie yeah right i uh i wanted to ask when when you were when you were here when you were when you were here with the self-printed with the white border (laughs) which i still love this i still love this exists uh the only thing the only version i don't have is a blank i don't think i have a sketch cover for you guys which is crazy which is absolutely insane because I have like 14 that? sketch covers of you for you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I think we just end this right now and we'll just, you know, sorry, <laughs> we can keep going. Ah, you don't have every single thing we made. <laughs> ah, we got to go. <laughs> Jeez. When you were here and you were, you were looking at, were you, I mean, were you, were you looking for publishers? Were you like actively going to image, going to various people or did source point show up and say, Hey, this, this stuff's great. Can we do something? Like, how did that go down? We, we were shopping at me, but we, yeah, we, we, were, we were in the, the web phase and, and we, we printed uh, physical samples to talk to people about. I'll, I'll let Kevin jump in here. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I gotta be honest. I remember talking to a few different publishers and then not getting much response from a few. And I, for source point itself i can't remember i think i reached out to them and they were i think that's how it went i think i reached out to them and they're like yeah this is sweet and uh we just we really uh seemed to jive with uh travis and josh from the get-go and they really were um pretty much just on board with like this is sweet just do your thing <laughs> we're like really they're like yeah just whatever you want to do just do it we're like sweet that's that's exactly what we want to do <laughs> well, it was totally. i think a lot of people got hung up on the format 
Yeah, that was that was the thing, and and we were we were drawing it for you know being shown online, not for traditional comic book format. So that's that's why everyone's like, that's a really unique format, you know. Like, well, we we had finished we had finished the whole first issue and put that online, and that's and that's why we kind of stuck with it like that. Um, and then so we were we were committed to that format. I, I think one thing that kind of came from that format, which I'd like to be like, oh, so smart, um, not. Uh, <laughs> was uh, that we were we were doing that kind of to be economical about some things, but also we just kind of liked it. And I think that after we started doing it, we started to see that it had a cinematic kind of quality to it, a lot of like long panels, um, which I I thought you know that that was something that was cool that came from it that I didn't I didn't really realize was going to happen going into it. And it's one of the things I like the most about the book, honestly, is that we it, it had that feel right from the get go. And uh, I like to think that that's one thing that helped to translate uh, for Brian when he saw it, you know, like to really kind of see, start to see the shots in his mind's eye. But yeah, like they're, they're basically are. It's, it's basically a, 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 a shot list. Like, this is a cool shot. This is a cool shot. This is a cool shot. No, but that's 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 and that does really that, that does really help like that. They, they that Marvel, they even call it the, the widescreen format. They attribute it to uh, Brian Hitch in the, the ultimate the first Ultimates run. Um, and he's, you know, doing ultimate, another ultimate universe thing right now. And, uh, yeah, like his stuff always felt big because of those wide, I mean, like, there's just no way around it, but like there is again, and I think that also maybe lends itself to those moments and just like retaining those moments in your head. Cause I think anybody that's read the first run of, uh, ultimates, that moment where Captain America it's like, do you think this A stands for France? First of all, hilarious, wonderful writing. But like just that shot, it's like that punch in, like you're there, you're in his face. And that's, it It, it, it helps retain that, I think. A different impact. Yeah, for sure. And and having, it's like they, they tell you when you make business cards, like make your business cards kind of a weird shape so they stick out from the pack, right? So yeah, somebody co- goes to a Comic-Con, they buy a stack of comics, your book's sticking out. You know, what's what's this? Yep. This is the first one I'm grabbing because it's it's like throwing off the balance. So I got to pull this one out first. That's what I'm handling first. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten some uh, playful pushback from uh, from SourcePoint though, saying like because our our box like that it comes in like ruins like them packing stuff. <laughs> like, like it doesn't like, it doesn't fit nicely with other stuff. So sorry. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Going into volume two, are you going to stick with the format or are you going to go more traditional? Uh, we're going to be going more traditional. As much as I'd like to stick with the format, um, uh, the the traditional format lends to doing like more single issues and then like collecting into it a trade and stuff like that. And, um, You're selling out, Kevin. You're selling out. <laughs> uh, well, it, well, writing wise, like it, it does allow allow you to do some different things. Uh, like it having that format was cool, but it was also limiting. Sometimes it would add pages uh, right. if you story. So I mean, like as much as it was kind of saving some us some time, sometimes it didn't because we, the story had to be told. So you still needed more space. I, I think it has its benefits and its drawbacks. And um, going to a more traditional format it, it allows the pages to flow differently too when you write them uh you can you can kind of move things around uh differently yeah uh and your story beats hit a little bit different and uh i think overall it's going to be a good thing but it's not to say that there won't be times where i'm like oh man this would be really nice if i could you know what i mean it's it's there's going to be times where i kind of wish the format was different you know just you'll, like you'll I, just have to start a separate like tie-in mini series that is in this format web only you know because that's the thing right now digital comics are everything 
anything, right? Web comics have evolved into this yeah. vertical scroll format. Mm -hmm. Usually it's just like scenes and single panels. And, you know, once in a while you get a little nice twofer. Mar of all people. And I honestly, this like, I love Marvel. Like most of my collection is Marvel at this point, just mostly because I've got like six shelves of X-Men over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I'll be honest, like they really haven't innovated in a while, right? They don't really do new things. For Marvel, there's the house style, there's the format. This is what we put out, and you're going to take it because it is economical. We have the pipeline built. That's what they do. So they, they did a digital comic a while back, uh, Spider-Man book. I, I don't even know if it's canon or if it's I don't. I have no idea. It was a good read. And like the third or fourth issue, it literally starts like taking you through turning. So like as you're following the story, you've got to start turning. And then he's climbing the other way. So you're still scrolling the same direction, but it's like it utilized the format. And I was like, that's cool stuff. Like that is, you know, who I don't know if that's a, you know, a writing decision or a star, or artist decision, but it's brilliant, right? Utilizing the format that you have to tell the kind of story that that format allows. I mean, everyone dislikes them, but I think there is something to be said about like the early 90s and for, for like a couple issues, early 2000s, they did like sideways comics, X-Men Annual 2000 or Stream X-Men Annual 2001. <laughs> you got to open yeah. it the long way. I was like, this is weird, but I'll go for it. There's something to that. Like doing something different always puts you in like a different mindset. Like, right. You, you, you're doing something point, different. You're, to your point, you're going to have people that be like, that's really cool. And you have other people be like, why the hell would you ever do this? Which is something that we would get. Yeah. Like I would, I, I bet. I'd, be, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say, I won't name names, but like we had publishers be like, what is that? And like, just like basically like, <laughs> not going back, but be like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, are you gonna look at it <laughs> you gotta read right. it it's a great story you should read it yeah sometimes that can be tough though like in that 30 second pitch man like if something doesn't catch them right away it can kind of go sour fast so the pitch, the gotta, pitch is the one like, of the most believe, important things that's why you gotta find somebody who's willing to kind of listen to that pitch and if they do and they believe in it man yeah you roll with it so. absolutely absolutely so when when you guys i mean please feel free to let me know anytime i'm like asking a question that you don't want to answer but uh when you guys were talking to source point was it like hey let's let's do this boom, boom, boom. we're gonna do this you know trade eventually whatever and then was there a point in the conversation that was like so about these movies <laughs> or or was it just like part of the contract part of the whole deal like not a big like was it something that you were thinking about five years ago when i bought this trade or, you know, seven years ago when I bought the first issue. Like, what? Like when did this happen? Those are two pieces there. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that early on, uh, when Matt and I were putting, like, we're writing the stuff and we're putting it together and we're seeing this stuff, Jake's, like, giving us back, like, kind of in the test phase and stuff. We kind of, when we were formatted, we're putting the act structure together and everything. Matt and I had a moment where, like, it's not like you know what's going to happen or anything, but we're like, man, this really would, like, translate really well to a movie. Like, this feels like this would, like, you could just, like, we really felt like, 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 that wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> you know? But right. not, and, then, like, and then you laugh and chuckle and let it go. <laughs> it's actually not happen but like you're like man God, this really lines up nice you know <laughs> so there was that and then later this is a few years ago like 2020 right before the pandemic um i get a call from travis mcintyre and uh i'm like at work at my nine to five and he uh or like done for the day he calls me and he's like hey man uh how you doing just want to call you let you know that uh somebody's interested in option and uh you know the move or nurse for the wicked uh you interested in doing it and i'm kind of like uh sure <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he's like uh yeah don't 
even give it a second thought. This stuff never happens. You're not, and I believe that this might be a direct quote. Nobody's going to make your movie. <laughs> 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 he said something, it was close to that, man. I'm, like, I'm in the ballpark. And uh, and that was it. I really didn't hear much uh, until like 2022 when uh, he called me uh, again and he kind of said, hey, um, so remember how we optioned those for the Wicked? Uh, <laughs> I, it, things are actually getting kind of serious now. Um, and we didn't know, but um, Brian Skiba and Corin Nemec had been tooling around trying some things out and they were starting to get some traction. And uh, they had written three or four sample scripts and they were putting some stuff together and they were, they were starting to get some interest. And then uh, that's when uh, Brian looped us in and we started um, kind of just going over backstory and script notes. And that's when we started getting involved. And uh, from there, it was really just kind of each time we would hit some kind of step, like it would be like, oh, we're going to talk about uh, getting some, you know, some more funding or like getting like talking to actors, see if like they're interested. I've kind of compared it to The Princess Bride is how Brian would kind of go about it. Like he was like the Dread Pirate Roberts and I was Wesley. <laughs> and he'd be like, good work, Wesley. Uh, most likely kill you in the morning. You know, like, I, <laughs> like each meeting would end with, Hey guys, this is great. It'll probably die. Like, so don't get your hope. <laughs> but like, really, it, really setting the bar low for your expectations. Because I mean, well, I can it, understand it, if, it, if it had gone the other way. If you're high, if you're up here, being like, "Oh, this is so cool," and then like rug pulled out under you, that'd be terrible. Well, look at how many things you know die in production, and way more die in production. So than many made. things. And then like, things get made, and you, you can get yeah. it all the way, and they still don't fuck. Yeah, they don't find the screen. Hashtag so, release Batgirl DC, you coward. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, thing was done. Like, what? Yeah, they were <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're going into editing. All of a sudden, canceled. I'm like, I'm sorry. The fuck you say? <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to say that um, when we signed the contract with Source Point, we, we at my at my request, we put in if this ever goes to a TV series or a movie, we get cameos, and it was yes! just total pie in the sky. Oh my request. god! Yes, I cannot explain to you how long I've been fighting people on the internet about that. That is, wow, thank you so much, dude. That didn't even have to prompt that. That was God. I feel so vindicated, guys. <laughs> well, and so the thing is, um. When when we did that, there was there was not even a hint that they would ever even talk to anybody about making a movie. Yeah, they, they reorganized. No expectations from us either for that to happen. None. Yeah, it was awesome that it, it worked out like that. Although, like, I don't think I think Brian would have done anything. I don't think, I don't think yeah. he was sitting there. Oh, God, I have to work these guys in. Like, he was like, Yeah, cool, man, come on out, we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's <laughs> I've been saying I've been saying because there there are look I'm not gonna name names, but there are some major writers and artists and such that have had like campaigns of like pay this guy whatever whatever and people who are like i got more for my cameo in this movie than i got from the publisher who i wrote this story for and created these characters for and i'm like right but like it's not in your contract bro like after 2012 <laughs> after avengers put up a billion dollars at the box office anybody starting to write anything anybody signing a contract in the comic book industry i think should have three things you pick your payout so you should have x payout whatever that payout is whatever you decide is fair that's your payout a guaranteed cameo because then you get some some uh some some sag after a fucking uh <laughs> you know checks once in a while when they when they run it um and guaranteed credit like 
writing credit in the credit and like in in the movie i think that's fair that's not even like a crazy (laughs) thing that's a reasonable thing to ask for especially now like how many movies especially for marvel have made a billion dollars or two billion like it's they've made multiple billions of dollars with these movies and a bunch of these people are getting like three thousand dollar checks like if i i did something and it made a billion dollars and i got a three thousand dollar check i'd be pissed too well i mean like let's let's look at like uh end game right like i think i think they had jim starlin in the in the scene where he's like the the support circle oh that's awesome like, i didn't know that was, mm-hmm. i think it was jim starlin and the russo brothers were in that yes oh that's cool see for all that's, that's it but um but yeah like to to that point like you're talking about like that that's the core for the storyline that was developed for Infinity War and Endgame, right? Is it beat for beat? No, but it's the it's obviously the core of what the story right. was, right? So give that guy his due, right? Like, like you know, and uh, I, I agree. I think that should be considered like kind of like an industry standard for comic book movies. We've had enough. Where like if 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 the writers for the movie and the director for the movie are obviously pulling from your storyline, then just you know don't. Throw him some credit, man. Jeez. Like and, actual uh, credit, actual, like a real yeah. payout, a real pay, like a percentage. Give it like a half a percentage point or a quarter percentage point, whatever you think is fair. Like that, that should be written in a contract. Like I said, ever since Avengers, I think that is, that should be, because I think even back to like Dark Knight and all that, like those were, you know, well received movies. They made a lot of money, but nothing was like Avengers until Avengers. When Avengers hit a billion dollars, that should have changed every contract going forward. <laughs> like, I think Avengers also did something I I was skeptical that they could even do and, and put everybody together in a movie and make it work and make the story feel good. Yeah. I was skeptical that could even happen. Like I, it, I, it had been tried before and it didn't do great. Yeah, I, I remember being very guarded going to see Avengers. Like I wanted to like it, and I, I was like, I was like, oh, man, it's probably gonna suck. I'm gonna be hurt. And I, I walked out of there like. Oh my God! They pulled it off. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I was so, I was so jazzed, man. And it, 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 it I, I agree. I think that was pretty much. I think that was an inflection point for comic books uh, and the properties and those, those kinds of movies to see that, like, yeah, you can do it, and, uh, and like, you can have this like crescendo. And they, I mean, Marvel pulled it off, you know, again even bigger and again that. and then or again, <laughs> like Infinity War. Infinity War is so great, and then End Game somehow even better like just wild i think i think some of the great parts of infinity war get forgotten because like the end game had just like those like payoff like moments yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i cried at end game you know like avengers assemble tears tears dude (laughs) tap with the hammer i was like oh yeah yeah, <laughs> when, when he picks up, and then like the the like genuine glee on Thor's face, I knew it. Yeah. Like that was so yeah. great. Yeah, like there, there's a lot of those payoffs, but yeah, like you said, like Infinity War has those moments. I always think back to the Captain America moment with when he's holding off Thanos, and it's like Thanos is trying to crush this dude one handed because he's like, I'm that guy. Who is this <laughs> mortal? What is happening? And you can see his face change. He gets annoyed that he's got to use his other hand. <laughs> I love that moment so much. But to me, that that's that moment Jim Starlin wrote all those years ago. As long as one man stands against you, you cannot claim victory. That's the same moment. Just yeah. he wasn't saying nothing in the movie. But it's like, yeah. it, it, to me, that's the same moment. So like, if you were, like, if you inspire this, if you wrote the material that then gets translated into this big thing, you should be, you should be compensated. Now, yeah, are there, like, th- 
the they should do the right thing for the people who wrote all these stories you know decades ago and years ago before the mcu but anybody signed up and writing or drawing marvel stuff since 2012 yeah i feel like if it's not in your contract if you're not willing to walk away from the project because you know the money's there you know it's coming they will like uh, i always go back i always forget his damn name but uh, the the guy who did hawkeye they used all his designs and style on the show like in the intro and all the like the, the new suit with the little arrow on on the chest that's the, all the matt, matt fraction run yeah the matt fraction run like they used a lot of the visual style and a lot of that story in that show and it's like there was a whole campaign and there's still people on twitter and, and tiktok and all over the place being like oh you know pay pay him or whatever but it's like that was 2014. Avengers had made a billion dollars and they had kept making movies that were making seven, eight hundred million dollars. Sign the contract, man. Like, I don't know. Like, be, yeah. and it's like, I think, I think there is, you know, like you were saying before, Jake, like the, the dream to draw one of these characters that you grew up loving is there. That's like, yeah, if, if I, I would, I would punch my wife in the face if Marvel was like, we'll give you X Men for three years. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Down the stairs, woman. Get <laughs> like <laughs> I'd do it. I'd do it and she'd let me. I swear to God. <laughs> like, but it's like if if like I, there's there's very little I wouldn't do to write X-Men. But like I would write those things. And if they were like, no, we can't give you those, be like, well, that's unfortunate. You have a good day. Because it's like you you should be like we I say we, like I'm just starting to write stuff and like create things, but like we are the thing that makes these things. <laughs> like like with Bob Iger's not writing X-Men. Right. <laughs> Bob Iger's not yeah, writing yeah. the next Avengers run. Like if you took out Jason Aaron and all these writers, I forget who's writing it right now because they just relaunched it. But like if you take out these writers, if you take out these artists, the CEOs aren't gonna do it. Like Kevin Feige's not cracking down with a pen and paper. Like they'll, they'll just get Chat GTP. Right this. <laughs> oh my god, Chat GPT. That's a whole that's what a what a what a that's fucking... just good as a person. Can't even... <laughs> I'm so so have you guys seen the intro for for secret invasion yeah it's first of all it's dog shit it's dog shit it looks like garbage and it's like i get the point like it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable but like that's not what it's doing it just looks like shit <laughs> like it it, it, it should have been a lot better it, oh my god it's like you could have paid someone to draw things that could evoke weird feelings because people are artists and they could come up with these things that look weird and make you feel uncomfortable to have a fucking classical artist somebody for that yeah (laughs) and it's like you know people like to say oh this didn't take away any jobs and somebody rightfully pointed out here is the list of people who worked on the ms marvel intro it's like 14 names and here are these six people three of which are like executives who worked on this intro yeah how are you going to tell me you didn't take away jobs like Right. Well, it's like what, I think, I, what I'm I, waiting for is I'm waiting for Chat GTP to ask for for better representation. <laughs> <laughs> then, then Chat we'll have come full circle. Yeah, Chat GPT needs a cameo. It's gonna be like, um, <laughs> am I gonna get credit for this? <laughs> it just, it just I, like it starts writing. You'll see the first paragraph, and then it just pauses. Like, am I gonna get credited for this? Oh, I have electricity to pay for. We're probably not far off from like a disclaimer that says something to the effect of like this was made a hundred percent by people or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, I have told, I've been telling artists for for months now. Ever since this whole thing kind of blew up at the end of last year, uh, I'm like, everyone's gonna join me in the process camp i want to see your sketches i want to see 17 14 36 layers i want to see it Mm -hmm. because if i can't see it and it looks like chet like mid journey or whoever did it they probably as far as i'm concerned if i don't see your process they did it (laughs) the the, the computer did it you didn't do shit 
Yeah, I, I think we're probably going to see start seeing stuff like that on TikTok and Instagram. Like people are like, show, show me your art, you know, show me you did it. And there's going to be some people who aren't going to care, you know, oh, yeah. because because they want, uh, you know, AI to do Wes Anderson does Dennis the Menace next, you know, or whatever. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I, I, with the Wes Anderson Star Wars thing came out, like people were going nuts. And then it was like somebody did like Lord of the Rings and then they did something else and i'm like oh cool this so it's actually not really a fun idea it's like you're just like hey i found one interesting thing and i'm going to rerun it like 50 times and i'm going to act like it's like true genuine artistic inspiration and it's not it's It's, not it's literally a what if machine and people are gonna burn (laughs) through it i i honestly think like the the, interest like i think the people that are going to be using this regularly are the people who to uh, to an artist at a show would have been like, oh, it's how much is it for a sketch? I don't know. You know, or the people who are like, yeah. oh, you know, I've got Photoshop at home. I could probably do that. But it's like, well, go fucking go do that, motherfucker. Like, so like, I think those are the people you don't want to deal with anyway as an artist. Like, you don't want to, these hagglers. No. Oh, you know, I'm do, do it for exposure, bro. Fuck those people. And those are the people that are going to be using this stuff, spitting out a thousand Wes Anderson knockoffs. And yep. then that trend will die, and then no one will ever look at those images ever again. I think one positive thing that could come from this is I think it could start to put a premium back on um, people, like seeing people do the art or actual physical one one of a uh, one of a kind pieces. You know, uh, when an artist actually does have the pencils to 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 show. You know, I think I, I think that can happen, but I I think that will still be diluted by people who are just like, I don't care. Just give me just give me the art, you know, like I don't, right. I don't care. I don't care if AI did it or whatever, which, you it, know, have, have fun with six. Feet, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I, I played with it. I I thought it had potential, but it had potential as like a stepping stone because I was watching someone do like do art on their tablet or whatever. And I saw them use uh, they, they were like recreating or not recreating, but like creating a like a new Superman movie poster, super minimalistic, like just ge- like geometric stuff. But then, you know, they drew out the logo and then they extruded it like with the extrude tool, just like gave us some 3D and then expanded it. And I was like, you know, what's funny. Ten years ago, you'd be laughed at for using that. It's the same. Like we're kind of in the same inflection point of like this is just going to be a tool that like in five years artists who are just like really fucking good at their shit they're going to use this to to speed up the boring stupid shit parts of their work like there's this guy max smith i don't know if you guys have seen him around shows or whatever or if you've seen stuff he does a book called scurry i think it was just published through either dark horse or unlikely heroes one or the other regardless um a great book i backed his back his kickstarter i got his art book like love his stuff it's like post-apocalyptic animals talking fantastic beautifully painted art obviously he's got his process so like i know he did it it's you know well before all this nonsense so like he used mid journey to do this piece and he posted it on instagram and he like explained what he did and he like spent 10 hours with prompts to pull out the correct images and the correct looking images and then he spent 50 more hours of drawing and painting to make it look like what he wanted to. And I was like, if you could, as an artist program, like just be like, here's all of my pieces program a piece of software to draw simple shit for you. Why wouldn't you save some time? You know, this guy draws, draws background mice, you know, three hours a day for the last five years. You know, if he could just be like, draw me 15 background mice and it just does that cool now he saved a bunch of time and he can make all the rest of the more important parts the story characters make them cooler and more interesting like there's something to that and like i, I always use the like 
Todd McFarlane, right? If Todd McFarlane could feed his art into his stuff, why shouldn't Spawn by Todd McFarlane come out 20 years after he's dead, published by his kids who have the rights to do that with a program that is programmed with his art? I don't know. If that... I think you're you're hitting the legal well, parts of it there. No, but... You got to have ownership. Yeah, you... Exactly. Oh yeah, of you, course, of course. You, you no, know, no, this, this this nonsense where it like pulled from everyone's art. Fuck that shit. That's just so dumb. You, yeah. but you nailed it right there. That is there. There is a huge difference, and if it's if it's yours, right, and if it's, I mean, that's why that one uh, book. It's like Zara of something where uh, it got. I I can't remember the name of it, but it it got rejected by the copyright office after it was initially uh, oh, yeah, accepted yeah. Um, because this person had used something like mid journey for uh, all of the pictures. And they said, well, they were my prompts. And I said, yeah, but those prompts came from copyrighted images. Yeah. And, and so that, so you didn't do it though. And that's the thing. And so uh, what you're talking about is like, if, if I, I actually agree with you, like if, if he's using his images, right from his copyrighted stuff yeah go nuts that's yours right right or like or like if somebody has some kind of aggregator that does like from a database of copyrighted images that you pay like a licensing fee for i'm like well i guess you signed up for the licensing fee and you can do it then right that is different and now an artist an artist can have like the option to be part of that like library or whatever yeah not like because that's the problem with mid-journey is it started as like a like a college it was like a just a test like we're just trying to figure out if this is going to work so then they just pulled from everywhere on the internet and then it like suddenly evolved and became a public thing and became like for per profit and now it's like yeah but your your database is still like off of shit you pulled off the internet that's kind of yeah. fucked up no it's it's actually just illegal yeah yeah it's like it's it's outright <laughs> like it's it's outright you, you've just copied shit and it's like yeah no we've given people the option to like opt out cool but like that should have been the default you should have started there Mm -hmm. you should have started with hey we're gonna be scouring the internet for source material do you want to be part of this no cool we'll turn you off if you want like it's up to me to find what you took yeah yeah right (laughs) that because that's that's usually how it is right that's usually how it is it's funny because like Er, like early 2000s i was a big like theme guy on x windows xp people would do themes and do wallpapers and stuff like that and i saw people like copying people's wallpapers and passing it off as their own like just, it's like this it's the same image like they might have cropped it a little differently and then just pass it off as their own and i was like wow like that's kind of fucked up that people would do that like i just never thought that that was such a big deal and then like every year it was someone somebody was like oh i just saw this person selling prints of my artwork on this mm. other website and then it just kept like every year somebody and then more somebody's and more somebody's and i'm like can motherfuckers just stop stealing people's shit like like these there are so like so many artists out there and it's like you have created this environment like people who steal the stuff people who stole the stuff for years have created an environment where people who have high quality art have made their art completely ungettable like they're behind a paywall for everything like there are some people who are like oh that's really cool stuff and then i like go to their page and i'm like oh it's a straight up patreon and you can't see anything for, unless you're five five dollars a month in i'm like yeah, i don't know about that so it's like i get to make that decision as, as a consumer but like i like looking at cool shit <laughs> like like i save pictures for my desktop at home i don't share it with nobody i don't broadcast it and i definitely don't tell people i did it like it's it's so ridiculous to me like i i drew like i traced i straight up traced a spider-man a joe Matarera spider-man from x-men 346 uncanny x-men 346 and i still have that comic book because i like i did the like you put the piece of paper behind it and you draw over the lines hard 
that's how I did it. So I still have that comic book. Cause I'm like, but I always tell people, I'm like, I copied this shit. I straight up trace this. It's like people told, I, I like, I tell people like, oh, I mean, like there's a piece of uh, Gambit and Rogue that I did years ago, I mean, high school. And I always tell, like when I talk to, talk to people about it, I'm like, this is mimicry. Like I, I mimicked art styles. Cause I looked at a Gambit by Joe Madden. I looked at a Rogue by uh, Chris Bacallo. And I drew those two things. I modified Rogue to look taller just cause it's different styles. That's all I did. That was my input. But they're not my drawings. Like the shadows are theirs. They drew the shadows. The lighting's different. Like everything's theirs. And people are like, oh no, it's not mimicry. Like you drew it. I'm like, but I didn't draw it from up here. I didn't use like a reference photo and then draw Gambit. I looked at a piece of art that someone else drew and drew it line for line. Like that's copying. There's just no way around that. <laughs> like people, people like to just. That's why, like, a lot of people uh, like to go after, what's his face? Greg Land. Greg Land, motherfucker. Mm. With, with his porno images that he constantly copies and traces and uses the same exact, like, the same woman who's having an O. <laughs> that's everyone's <laughs> surprise face in every X-Men book for the last 10 years. It's like, it's the same face. It's like the Jean Grey, Emma Frost, and Pixie all look the same. <laughs> and they're surprised. <laughs> like it's 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 I, well I, let's let's try to swing it back into normal shit here uh <laughs> christ we got so fucking far uh fucking ai man fucking ai jake uh with your stuff with with your art um do you use any kind of reference or, or is this something that you just develop your style through years of sketches and years of drawing yeah years of drawing years of sketches um very comfortable with a pencil. I'm a disaster with ink. Um, you know, I, I just am so comfortable with pencils. It's always been my wheelhouse. And I think, you know, um, in terms of reference, there's always been artists who've been influences. Um, but, you know, you kind of have your own voice, your own style. But there's always people who, who you you draw influence from. So... Can I, can I guess one? And only because in like certain, just certain angles, I just see a little bit of his style. Can I guess? Sure. Um, Carlos Pacheco. No. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just like certain angles, like just the chin. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, that's how I identify his art for years. The way he draws a chin. I was like, man, like that's, you know, it's, it's, it's and funny. It all, but I'm like, that's him. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause there's, there's artists who've been an influence but then my art really doesn't, I, I guess, reflect like those influences, even though they've been like an influence. Like I don't like my style doesn't like mimic their style or anything or draw things from that. But they're definitely influences and guys like, man, I wish I could draw that. Like, you know, like, like just do what they do. But it's it doesn't like really I feel like translating my work so much. So uh, kind of weird, I guess. But they have influences, but that, that, that don't translate. But. No, but it it take it takes like once you develop your own style, it's it's hard to like go back and try to replicate. Like once you have certain elements and certain things, like I used to, I used to like trace. Trace, I say trace. Uh, 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 Michael Michael Turner. He has he had a fathom cover that oh. I used as a pose to draw so many characters. <laughs> I drew, I drew like, I think ha I have a, somewhere around here, I have an art book of like my drawings from years ago. I did like a Women of Marvel collection. Mm -hmm. I think probably half of them are just that pose. Right, right, right. Different suits based it on top. Right. Like, cause I, but like now 
I like probably a couple years ago, I tried to draw that same pose and I couldn't do it. Cause like I had upon years and years of drawing, I just don't draw like that anymore. So I can't even replicate the same arm pose or this, the way the arm is long. And like, I, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Like while I'm drawing it, I'm like, no, no, it's too long. So I like erase it and go back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny. Cause I think there's definitely guys that um, I tried to emulate, but I couldn't. You know, like that, that they are distinctly masters in their, in, you know, like they're in their own right. And like um, every step of the way, like I think about being a kid and then in college and then early on when we started getting back to this stuff, like there's like at certain points in my life, there are certain guys I followed and I just loved what they did. But I, it just, I, you know, you, you again, draw influence from that, but it just never translated into my voice. I, I think I took all those things, learned from them, tried to assimilate them, I guess, you know, but yeah, I think I just, I just, um, have my own style <laughs> well that's but that's that's great that's you know it, it, it keeps it unique it keeps it fresh absolutely because, well, you want, you want, well you want your own voice you want your own voice. yeah 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 exactly i mean that's why like i, I always i like to always point it as an example uh roger cruz who is one of my favorite artists for many different uh characters but like back in like 94 95 roger cruz was carbon copy joe mad like if you like copied a piece of Joe Mad, but then just like skewed the paper on the copy right, bed right. for a second, like that's what it was. And like he flat out took poses that Joe Mad did and he just redrew different characters in him. Like you could see it. You could follow the like path of what he copied. And then four years later, he's doing X-Men and I'm reading it and I'm like, who's the artist? Like this looks so kind of weird. Like everybody's kind of like stubby, like kind of everyone's kind of like bulky. And I look at it and it's Roger Cruz. I'm like, this looks nothing like Joe Matt. Like, what the fuck happened? And then, like, now he just did the recent uh, Robin run and looked nothing like either one of those. Like, he finally, like, developed this kind of live, like, it has like the kind of fusion style that Joe Mad is known for, but it looks nothing like Joe Mad's art. Like it's it's in the same like group of artists, if you will. But like I like I didn't know it was Roger Cruz, and I'm a fan of his shit. And I was like right, I've been right. looking at this Robin book for months, and I'm like, holy shit, it said Cruz. I was like, oh, who's this Cruz fellow? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, great, yeah, great revelation there. Yeah, like it, it's when when you when you put in the work and. Uh, and just develop your style like you said like you will have a unique look like right now i mean the, in the 90s six or seven guys all looked like that they all look oh yeah 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 it's, it's kind of like the school the school of this look yeah know? exactly yeah i mean like the, the early 90s is the school of jim lee almost everybody was like yeah. i want to do what jim lee does and now even jim lee can't do what jim lee does so like it's like the, the, everyone has the people who stick stuck with it have developed their styles and what I'm seeing now the most in, in as far as art and as far as like the type of storytelling we're seeing in, in especially major publishers, people who grew up on web comics more so than physical comics are going into writing comics and drawing comics. And it's bringing an entirely different style than has existed really? previously in comics. I actually just had a big ass argument with somebody on Twitter because of uh, somebody who did a recent Marvel book and it, it looked kind of like web comic y, like it was very uh like simple, but like very anime influenced, mm -hmm. very light. Um, which is fine. Like it's you know, whatever. For me, I'm I'm personally willing to like forgive a lot of lot of bad art for a good story. So I, I read and I'm like, because I've got I picked up books that look great, and then I'm like three pages in, and I'm like, my eyes are bleeding. Why is it saying this? <laughs> 
I'm like, first of all, there's typos. I'm like, you couldn't even spell check, bro. Like, Whoa. like it's, it's it gets rough. It's like, you know, especially in the indie space, you know, they find like the best hottest artists or whatever, or they are the best hottest artists, but then they wrote, they also wrote the book. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you can't do both. Like you just, you know, yeah, like, I yeah. know I'm not a production quality artist. I'm never going to draw my own book. Like I did that for a, a indie anthology once and it looks the way it does because I am who I am. Like it looks as bad as it does because I'm not a great artist. That's just, I'm willing to admit <laughs> that then move on i know that i need to buy not buy geez, buy but like pay for an artist uh because i'm not going to be the one drawing it and i want it to look a certain way and it was one of those things like you you can have great art and shit story and i'm not going to necessarily be interested but if it's a great story it will elevate some of the worst sure sure, like, sure, sure absolutely absolutely but that you guys you guys managed to bridge the whole thing uh, I mean, like this, just this book, like before we even see the movie next week or when you're when you're watching it or listening to this podcast tomorrow, guys, tomorrow comes out tomorrow. Uh, the book itself is such a is such a like pleasure to read. It looks great. Uh, you said like you said, you're not great with inks, but I think the the way you guys ended up doing this with the the color on top of the pencils. I have gone on record in saying that I don't love that very often, except when it's executed at the best and highest levels. And I think you guys murdered that. I think you guys killed it. Like, I'm gonna just put this up to the camera here. Like that just looks great. It looks great. It brings a vibe to it. It has, it has a, a like it, it almost puts you in that kind of faded film. Like it, it puts you in the space of the Western, which it I love. It, that, that it gives it character. It's it's like I mean like it's it's got a different feel a different vibe and and that was that was something we worked hard on because again like uh, inks not my strong point so how do we how do we complement the pencils how do we really um, you know, make that work and there was a lot of tinkering that went into that and yeah. we we experimented with kind of doing some different things with the pencils and saying we wanted to do it um, the more we talked the more we said that like uh, we just really liked the way. Um, Jake's pencils kind of flowed and they gave it a, an extra kind of texture and we didn't want to lose that. And so um, we just tried to find a way to kind of balance it. And this, it took a lot of, it took a lot of back and forth, but once we settled on it, we were pretty happy and, and the aesthetic uh, really worked. And we kind of, you know, we, we kind of talked about the aesthetic being something similar to like, if you'd gone into your grandpa's attic and you found like a, like a, like an old, like a, like dime novel or something like this would be like, like it'd feel like that cover of that, like that worn kind of cover and feel like that. Yeah. And so that's what we're going for. That's awesome. That's, and it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. I, that's, I'm, I'm such a big fan of this. I mean, I shout you guys out all the time. Anytime somebody's <laughs> like, I do your recommendation. I'll be like, well, number one on my list is always going to be no rest for the wicked. Like don't even, you know, I've got I've got a list. That whole shelf over here. This is all indie books. I've been I've been buying. I've been indie. Yeah, that's why I'm the indie hype man. You know, like I'm I'm all <laughs> over the place uh, with indie. I'm 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 buying horror. I'm, I'm reading horror, which I never really never thought I'd read horror. I love I love books like yours that kind of bridge bridge a certain like you bring in a little horror element. You bring in a little like mm -hmm. mysticism. You know, it's not it's not like straight magic and like we're dealing with you know sorcery and all this stuff. But like it brings in these fantastical elements to just spice the story up and i i just i i fucking love this book guys i love this book uh <laughs> the new trade i wanted to ask the new trade first of all i wanted to tell you guys because yeah look see 
It's like the the, the signature is like wearing off. You guys got to sign on the inside, man. You got to sign on the inside. <laughs> People read <laughs> these books. I'm handling these books. Come on. You know what's great? We normally do hand uh, sign on the inside, and that just proves how early you were in getting that. <laughs> that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that probably was the one that taught us a lesson. Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm day one, guys. I'm day one. Let's see. 20, 2012. <laughs> I forgot this was damn. We've been I've known you guys for a long time. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I flipped to the back page, and there's no bonus sequence. There's no bonuses. So I wanted to ask you. We we're talking about you went through some iterations of the art. You we played around with some certain things. Uh, when's the Universe M art book coming out? Like I want to see all the behind the scenes. I want to see the early scripts. I want to see like give it to me. Uh, that's that's like my shit, guys. That's <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Well, actually, that is in the special edition. Uh, we, we have and the new uh, one, the drop. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we have uh, character art in there, um, and uh, bonus sketches, stuff like that. Like the like the very first sketch of Reno that Jake did, where he's kind of playing around, and you can tell Reno's not quite there yet, but the <laughs> it's it's in that direction. Um, we actually have a new uh, a new open because uh, that the open to the the open to the first edition there that was like our test. <laughs> that was like our test to see if we like like and, and we we just liked the action of how it how it opened so like we kept it yeah that really um that that was kind of a uh i want to say like happy accident but like we were we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do wanted to do and that that two page was like our flavor piece for the book like for what we wanted to do and uh we just liked that the way it opened so much we kept it but uh we we actually did a, a new two-page open for the um for like the all new yeah well guys now i gotta get another version of this book Jeez. and we'll sign cover you will sign, okay yeah absolutely you'll sign on the SI cover are you guys gonna be at fan expo chicago yeah as of right now no shenanigans yeah. shenanigans i know hopefully do they, they do the uh, artist alley a little better this year last year was kind of a mess <laughs> it's like it was like three areas i was there for two days and somebody was like oh they're right down the they're right down the strip here i was like i've been here for two whole days and i haven't seen this person like it's crazy <laughs> like, all right so the new book has the special features i love that i'd still like a separate art book you know you know i'll buy it you know i'll buy it and i'll pimp it <laughs> so other people will buy it so like i'm just saying you know special edition you know first ticket holders you know something something well you know (laughs) (laughs) um do you guys know where this movie is going to be releasing how many theaters like do you have any of those pieces of information yeah no no details it's it's going to be select theaters um Lionsgate will will make those selections and um we'll 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 find out hopefully uh, on July seventh. But yeah, it's getting a theatrical release, but then um also a home hopefully on us uh, we're not sure like what streaming platform we're still in the dark on a couple things that way. So what we can what we can guarantee is uh the same day it's out in theaters is you can get it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can buy it that day. So Sick. uh yeah. So it's I don't know, kind of like that that model that emerged during the pandemic, uh yeah. where you can get day and release. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um so like though we can't guarantee like we, we just don't know the theaters off the top of our head. We don't have sure. like a list thing, but that one we can guarantee, which is still pretty cool. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't I can't wait. Gives me time to reread the book again for the however many of time. <laughs> so it yep. drops on the seventh. So it comes out tomorrow. I'm yeah. I'm so fucking excited for you guys. <laughs> so fucking. <laughs> uh, we're having fun, uh, no doubt about it. Like um, um, 
you know, I, I want to go back to something you touched on earlier. You're, you're talking about the the card scene in the book. Like mm-hmm. my favorite thing to draw when we did the book. Uh, day two of being on set. We were there when they filmed it. And, and awesome. for, for me, for me, it was like a moment, you know, because that was like my favorite scene to draw and then see them film it and be on set for that. You know, that was that was a lot of fun. So like this whole thing, this whole thing is like so unbelievable and like still trying to process it, you know, um, to be able to so do it with my brothers, to be able to do it with my brothers. We've been doing like drawing stuff and and like since we were kids, doing all this stuff and then like be on set and be kids again. We're like, <laughs> There were several scenes uh, shot in the saloon. They kind of, you know, everything's out of order when you're shooting it. Yeah. One day when we were in the the saloon, like like uh, Matt and I were like in the background, like doing like different stuff. Like we, we were actually like organizing the cards and making sure they like dealt right. And we had like a special deck just for shuffling and stuff like that. And, like so, we we're kind of like doing some stuff. And then uh, one day, like where it's where the where the shooting kind of like some of Jack's parts, right? And they have like the camera set up a particular way. Um, they just grabbed me and Matt and they said, get into wardrobe right now. And so like we had like our wardrobe from being like extras, you know, and like a, a, a different scene where we got to shoot some uh, shoot some guns. But like, uh, <laughs> like uh, the assistant director, Will, he just grabs me and he goes, OK, walk across the room. And I'm like, you're filming. He's like, go. And I'm like, oh, God, OK, we'll go. <laughs> it's just like that's and like I just want to come to the bar and act like I know what I'm doing. And uh, like they're giving me shots of apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> I get the fire and um and then like I don't know what to do like I'm just there and like interacting with people like you know without saying anything right and then all of a sudden in costume comes and like grabs me like, <laughs> and then I'm like okay that's what I do now and, like we did that a few times and like so it was like to be watching the scene was awesome and then to be in the scene was great because when they flipped the cameras around then they put Jake at the table like on the mm-hmm. other side yeah I was, I was playing a poker game <laughs> yeah and so hell Jake yeah was, yeah and so it was just it was fun to see how that like all kind of evolved and uh it was really cool to kind of get thrown in like that that's so. awesome that's so freaking cool that's ah uh, tell me you guys <laughs> like did you guys record any behind the scenes stuff like so oh, yeah. much so much i love so to hear much. i love to hear yeah. so much i so much is so great for me yeah, yeah no just absolutely um a ton of stuff and it's 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 fun to look back on it's crazy right now with um uh, the movie coming out like seeing like cast and crew posting stuff on social media and like you know just like incredible experience like at one point kevin and i were we looked at each other and like what are we doing here and we're like and then we we're like how do we ever go back to the real world <laughs> no it's still coming to terms with that yeah <laughs> i bet man i bet that is that is that's it's a whole different it's a whole different thing like when you when you reach a certain like level and you're doing certain kind of like caliber of things like i not the same thing obviously but i uh i did a a shoot for like a video shoot for for somebody a few years ago and it was the dumbest thing they gave me a golf cart the second day they're like yeah just so you can get around get to your stuff get to your equipment i was like dope and i'm going back to like grab my drone and i'm driving this this go-kart i was like your golf cart i mean i'm sitting there and i'm like this is how fucking should be like this is how I should be treated. Give me like you know. Then we walk around this entire fairgrounds to go get a drone. Give me a give me. This is how it should be. So it's like the next time I was on a different shoot, I was like, "We had a fucking golf cart." Like going forward, golf cart in contract. Golf yeah, yeah. yeah, in the contract. That's how it happens. Yeah. Like there's actually, so- I can show us the go kart. <laughs> yeah. 
No, my big ass ain't fitting no golf cart or go kart. Jeez, man. <laughs> my cousin tried to get me to do go karts. I'm like, dude, if I get into that thing, I'm never getting out. Like, that's crazy. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to yank me out. They're gonna have to disassemble it around me. Actually, speaking of behind the the scenes stuff, I'll let Matt tell this part. But like, Matt got there a few days before us. Matt, you, you remember what you sent us? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, so I got there um, the day before shooting and was helping set up. Uh, and then, you know, the next day was was filming. They, they shoot the very first scene and it, it's Reno coming out of the desert. And so I send uh, Kevin and Jake some pictures. They're not going to be there till the end of the week. I, I send I send them a picture of uh, Jack Kilmer coming up the coming up the ridge a little bit. And then also of the of the sticks with dead man's hand on it and then also um uh jack did me a, a solid and uh, let me get a picture of his fingers and he had he had the stitched up fingers for reno and and my phone just starts blowing up after i send these pictures and as my brother's going i hate you we need to get there now. you're the worst <laughs> and uh, i was just like what yeah yeah my head exploded i was like no way no way that's yeah. awesome it's like go, going from that like this is happening to then seeing it that's yeah. um, that must have been just like a whole nother jump like oh my god this is really really happening like knowing yeah. something and then seeing something are two two different yeah. things yeah, yeah. That, that that made it pretty real for me that day <laughs> there, there was a point where you know jake and i got to set together and uh uh i i don't remember how soon it was on set but like at one point jack was walking up and he had his full gear on and he had his he had the scarf on and everything and me and jake were just kind of like hitting each other like, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> yeah. it was it was pretty sweet actually let, let me add something I, I don't think i told you guys so um, all this time there's there's still things <laughs> that, that come to mind I, I designed the cards that went into the um went into the the card games and we had 10 of these 10 sets of these cards made and one of the first things i did was i gave jack a deck of cards because he was supposed to have some and he immediately was carrying them with him all the time in his in his vest pocket he had them on in the very first scene underneath because he was supposed to have them with him and uh it was it was just it was awesome that <laughs> he like he just he always had that presence of mind yeah um, for, for for details and things yeah well um his assistant that was working with him uh when we were on set i actually gave jack uh two original pieces from the book so i gave him two original boards and he was just like these are great and i was like yeah and then uh his assistant his assistant said he actually had like the book and he actually actually tore the pages out of the book but put them all up on the wall in his trailer so he was like really absorbing that's awesome character and everything and really trying yeah. to you know get a feel for for reno you know and that it was just that was just awesome you know and and that but josh said they had to send him multiple books yeah <laughs> yep that's awesome does i want to ask this is such a this is a complete like such a silly little thing is reno ever given a last name it like in the story itself or is he just always reno so actually uh in what we wrote we were kind of holding on to that as as like a we, we had plans for that uh in the movie they fast forward that a little bit and they just they, they they give like his whole name but actually that was like kind of a that was a fun thing like uh when we first saw the first draft from brian brian was brian and corn had been working exclusively off the book right they didn't know that me and matt uh had like all like we had like like 40 pages <laughs> of like 
back story for people like seriously that we'd worked out for chato mato um reno reno's family like who you don't even know yet yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. reno's love interest like all this stuff we had planned out that we just hadn't gotten to yet we, sure we're just like out because we wanted to make sure we we knew who the characters were and their motivations and like so it, it helps when we put them in a scene we know what they're going to do right um so we like uh we got like the first version and like he'd given i think it was like reno king or something like that he named or something mm-hmm. and um his name is like that we come up with his um am i spoiler am i being a spoiler right now <laughs> it's, it's but, but I'm, I'm i'm putting that in your hands i i, I... But, but but his name is actually jean renault and everybody just calls him reno oh. but, but we didn't didn't explain that because we we actually we were actually saving that for something right sure, sure, sure. and uh in and so like we're like especially like oh man how's brian gonna feel about this he, he you know like we show him he's like oh cool and like we get like the we get like the next version of like the script and like he's like gone through and like made like all these edits like made, we're like oh that's really cool like he actually did like our backstory that we did <laughs> that's awesome he just he just didn't have it like he didn't right. know yeah and so like uh like when we kind of told him that stuff, he was like, "Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, let's do it." Like he was just giving a backstory and, and a name and stuff because he didn't have that info because we intentionally didn't provide it in the book. So that's awesome. See, that's 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 really cool. I love that that they were a that they were willing to like modify it. It's not like oh, we just made we've made this decision already. It sounds like it was a really like collaborative process. I mean, like you guys are setting up cards. You're like you're you're in the shots. Like that's. That it, it's not this. It, this is not sound like any of the like other kind of movies that I've seen behind the scenes of where it's like here we made six things. We made Confederate bills. <laughs> we made wine and posters. We, we were on set. We were involved. We we weren't just flies on the wall. We we were That's doing awesome. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt and I are executive producers on it, and Matt um, yeah. Matt actually was working with the art department a lot because he's just got that skill set, yeah. and uh, he was there for the whole shoot. And one of the first things he did was uh, he um, he made like the sign for crooked creek you know and sent me a picture of that <laughs> and uh, have you been able to get your hands on that matt was thomas able to, the, to help you they um they were they're doing a very serious search for it i haven't heard if it's oh, man turned up. The bummer, you, that's i put that on you for forgetting to grab that <laughs> you got you gotta have it's a, a rat a, day steel it's a you four foot long <laughs> uh, and you should have found a way find you a just, way you just put it under your vest pretend like it's not there no, it's my carry on. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's fantastic! It's funny because like I I always remember you know his name because for whatever reason I I don't remember any plot point from this TV series, but I always remember the character's name. Do you guys remember the show Renegade? Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas, <laughs> Reno yeah. Reno Reigns Renegade, and that's all I remember. I know that he had a motorcycle, <laughs> long hair. And his name was Reno Reigns. That is why I'm, I don't no. know. It just the the two. The <laughs> there were a lot of leather vests. I I got it. Yes. Tell you. Oh my god, the leather vest. Yes, that's great hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I got. I had no idea what his actual character name was until just now. But I just always knew it was Lorenzo Lamas because I would I would always watch like to the intro and I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. The, the, 90s, the 90s had like really interesting actors that were like doing lots of things because the other one that i always remember uh from the american ninja series of films is michael dudikoff what a fucking name <laughs> that's the guy's real name like dudikoff i was like damn he was the coolest guy when he was a kid like how could you not be right 
But it's like you, 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 you call him the dude or the cop. Yes, right. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of pressure. Like you don't want a last name that's like Swift and you're slow. <laughs> like you got to be the dude, man. Like, yeah, you got nah, to be the everything. coolest guy in the room. You got to yeah. be the coolest guy in the room. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's I'm these stories. I love. I appreciate the behind the scenes stories. That's so cool. I I love. I love. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking awesome i'm so glad you guys had this time to spend with me i appreciate it uh for everyone watching listening make sure you check out this movie make sure you check out the book i'm gonna be getting another copy because i gotta get that behind the scenes artwork because that's just who i am (laughs) you know i'm a real fan i'm a real fan so if you're a real fan you gotta you gotta get all the stuff so uh we appreciate it i fucking love you guys <laughs> i can't wait to see you again man i can't wait to see you really again. Mutual. um i i want to just give me give me your socials give me where can people find you how can people bother you about this movie and talk to you and hype this stuff up twitter is uh k minor five eight and then uh our universe m is uh twitter is just universe m go all one word i gotta i gotta think about it and i, I, ne- I never look at my own <laughs> Well, I, while, I, while you're thinking about it, <laughs> I know. How do I know this? He doesn't know this. Well, you know, it's uh, right. at so Matthew S. S. Minor on <laughs> Instagram, and then I forget on Twitter. I think it's the same. They're they're really close. Yeah, I, I think you're you're really good at synergy. Yeah, and your hat looks great. <laughs> that is a great hat. This is this is a prop. This I was gonna a, say. I was gonna say that feels like you brought that with you. I, I bought this in uh, Santa Fe, and then I got to wear it as a U.S. Marshal in, a, in another cameo. Nice. You guys are getting checks from every department. You guys are cameoing, you guys are producing. I you that was your hat when you did the U.S. Marshal thing. That's right, because because they were like they were going to grab the gummy hat again. And yeah, you was... can't yes, <laughs> prospect there. Like, like no, like, you're gonna use that. And I was wearing this one for safety, and they said, "You know, actually, that one's fine. Wear that one." I think Gummy the Prospect is getting the one shot. <laughs> Revenge of Gummy. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at Jake underscore Minor underscore Art. Awesome, awesome. I'll have all that, of course, linked. Uh, thank you guys again for hanging out with me. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, everything will be linked. Uh, I will share this as soon as it's ready. And uh, I can't. I, I cannot wait to see this fucking movie, guys. <laughs> thanks <for that. laughs> thanks thank for you. having us appreciate thank it thank you guys yeah. thank you all for watching thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next one